I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. I'm your humble host, Amrit Sandhu, and you're tuning in to a conscious conversation designed to help you grow. Our mission here is simple. It's for you to live your purpose, live your best life, live the life you love. This podcast is sponsored by Enthusiasm for Life, by great creation itself. To keep the good vibes flowing for myself and yourself, do us a solid. Subscribe to the Inspired Evolution podcast on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution podcast. Now sit back, relax, open your mind, open your heart to this conversation and stay inspired. Keep evolving. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. It is such a treat to be here today. We have with us Natasha Mason. Natasha, how are you? Hello, I'm so good. 
and I love that intro. <laughs> it's like it just like lifted me up out of my seat a little bit. <laughs> the thing is, in that Melbourne, we love our coffee. Love yeah, that. in Melbourne, we love our coffee. So that's your that's hopefully a substitute <laughs> for your morning coffee. I haven't had my actually. I'm off coffee at the moment, mate. So yeah. it's okay. Yeah, I've got a substitute. But yes, I do You're love welcome. coffee, but I don't rely on it. So that's that's the important point. But yeah, I do love good coffee. Awesome. So for those tuning into Natasha for the first time, grab a seat. Let's sit down. Let's have this chat. She's a mother. She's an entrepreneur. She's a passionate meditator. Can't wait to dive deeper into that. She's an advocate of self-care, like a massive advocate for self-care, especially here in Melbourne. She's doing a lot with Nourish Melbourne and cultivating a community in that space. She's an educator, healer, and a creator. And alongside her role as the founder and director of Nourish Melbourne, she's a meditation teacher, which She dives into this effortless being meditation technique. She's an Ayurvedic postpartum doula. She's a women's circle facilitator at the fifth direction and a Reiki healer. Natasha, there is so much in there that we can cover. It is such a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you so much for doing this with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I guess the the place I'd love to start um, is to sort of ask the question around there's a lot in um, your offerings that is around well-being and wellness and supporting others on their journey. Um, what if I was to look back into your life's journey, like what would be the context that sort of brought this to the fore? Like, you know, what was it about your life that has made you such a massive advocate um, for well-being? And I'm thinking like early days, right? Like earlier than even teenager, like where did this sort of this archetype or this makeup of uh, Natasha come about in your, in your journey, in your story? It's a good question. And I think you've hit, <laughs> you've hit a spot. Mm. Um, mm, it's a great question. Um, so growing up mm. and well, for as long as I know, so I'm, do you know, I don't even know when, but my dad was a type two diabetic mm from as long as and as far back as I remember so let's call that four or five whenever it is he did have that type 2 diabetes and took immaculate care of his diet and you know care of as you might know type 2 diabetics need to take care of their feet um especially um he was always onto me brushing teeth keeping <laughs> teeth clean flossing all of this Um, And then, you know, a few years later at the age of eight, when I was eight, my mum was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Mm. And so for me growing up, I was surrounded by my my parents, you know, being, I guess, um, consumed by, I guess, their physical illness, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and more to that being that with my mother's illness and the age at which I was at and the age, and then her, you know, being diagnosed with MS, mm. you know, emotionally, and this is something I learned recently, you know, she had to kind of t- turn that attention back to her, you know, that mm. emotional support as an eight-year-old. Now, especially, you might know, we we kind of move as human beings through seven year cycles. So one mm-hmm. to seven. So around the age of eight, we're, we're, you know, growing up that little bit more. And while we're looking out to peers and um, that external world outside of the house for support, 
we still need, you know, the mother and father, right? But at that point, you know, my my mother was dealing with, you've got this incurable disease. Mm. Um, and I lost that female, you know, uh, I guess, support from a, a woman that mm. the young girl needs growing up. And it was that point where I was, it shifted gears and I had to grow up very quickly. So there's the aspect of the physical well-being, knowing mm -hmm. that and witnessing both my parents um, and, and as I got older into teenage years, declining in health, um, my mum's MS was that slow progressive type. So it was a, over, let's call it 28 years it was that her um, MS, um, you know, slowly deteriorated her physical body. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for me that, you know, the keeping the physical, this is where it started all on physical aspect, the physical mm -hmm. level. I saw that because of that, and they couldn't be there for me or at different school events or sporting events. What I had was an older brother and sister, much older than me, 15 mm -hmm. and 18 years older than me. They well, are. Yeah, and they were the ones who, you know, you know, my sister went off and got married though, so I also kind of lost her in a way that, you mm. know, um, and yeah, while I had my older brother was still around in the home, um, yeah, there was that kind of searching also. Now looking back, I see this. While the physical was so important to me, like oh, I see where the, our health is our wealth type message. Mm. Mm -hmm. I just mm -hmm. wanted that peace you know in our home mm. I knew intuitively not at the time now I see I knew just you know things were not great you know and we're gonna go downhill yeah. you know, which they did <laughs> and yeah. so I've grown up witnessing that that was my I guess my exposure to in and now I know it's a full come full circle how our health and well-being physically and emotionally, spiritually, mentally mm. is crucial for a life that we can thrive in, mm. you know? But again, it started as a young adult and a late teen, late teen young adult that it was, for me, still quite two-dimensional, just right, it's body, it's movement. And then, you know, through unpacking that, I was like, hmm, you know, the mind, the mind is so powerful. And now looking back going, wow, look at the emotions and the feelings I knew my mother carried. And we know that, you know, disease has a metaphysical aspect. Mm. Um, it's not just, you know, even if you look at something like smoking and lung cancer, there's actually very little <laughs> um, to say that smoking causes lung cancer. You mm. know, it can assist, but there are specific emotions and um, events, especially in our early life, that can determine, you know, when the body ends up manifesting something like lung cancer. Um, so a great book, I'm not sure if you've read it, but um, When the Body Says No by mm. Dr. Gabor um, Mate. So he's oh, it's on my list to read, yeah. Trauma healer. Um, mm. Yeah, he, he dives into all of this, a lot of case studies, you know, about mm. really digging, you know, this person with this, is it, was it, you know, maybe they don't even smoke. So, 
So I was like, why, <laughs> you know, and then you get to this age of, it was age of 30 or after the birth of my first daughter, I was 29, almost 30. And yeah, there's something more, you know, so really it co, yeah. So from that far back, yeah, this is where it started for me, where, and it probably started more as a, a fear-based motivation that if I didn't keep myself well, I would get mm. sick too. Because mm-hmm. no, no one wants to get ill. I don't think anyone out there yeah. listening, whether how much you do on your day-to-day basis to take care of yourself, I don't think anyone chooses that. Yeah. No. no but so it started off in that kind of, you know, like, oh, I don't, I don't want it be like that because I can see what's happening I I was witnessing that with my own eyes and it was very Mm. sad Mm -hmm. and I'm still like clearing that sadness you know Mm. carrying that sadness yeah Um, so that's in a roundabout way I've come full circle in the question your question is yeah that's where it started you know from anywhere from age five but particularly around seven eight you know in that next stage of my next seven year cycle of life. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. It uh, speaks mm-hmm. volumes to your self-awareness, <laughs> the depth with which you were able to answer that. I, I truly appreciate it. And they say, um, yeah, you know, the health is the crown on uh, the healthy person's head that only the sick person can see, you know? Um, and yeah, that, that really was ringing. Um, echoing um in my head as you were sharing yeah must have been so challenging to um yeah just to watch your providers um you know learning to provide for themselves and then you know you know fill up their own cup and then trying to give to you from that space i guess the 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 next sort of space for me to sort of unpick was because you mentioned it started with your body um, and I can totally see, you know, with the type 2 diabetes and then, you know, the MS and MS is such a thing that, you know, like, you know, it's it's very body centric. Um, what sort of was, what, what was that, what was that moment that went from like, oh, the mind, like, you know, what was it that went like, oh, like, oh, but the mind also, you know, like, because I, I know like now, you know, we're both in the wellness space and, you know, we're both avid meditators. <laughs> so I've, I've. I've been guilty. People got toe aches and I'm like, have you tried meditate? <laughs> you know, I've been that guy. So I'm oh, conscious. But, um, but what made the jump from like physical to, you know, the mental manifestation of things? What was that moment for you? Well, see, now I can say, and I gave you that past answer, all oh, it's retrospective, you know. And like I said, it, it started when, you know, being, when I started Nourish Melbourne, I would say, and that was 10 years ago, actually, 10 years, wow. There was still for me much of focus around, yeah, body, um, food, food. I was very um, consumed by just what you eat, like that's it. But then through my work with Nourish Melbourne, I met obviously, you know, meditation teachers or then um, um, I met the founders of One Giant Mind, you know, and we did work together. Mm. I was like, oh, meditation. I also actually spent some time working with Smiling Mind, the oh, app yeah. for children for meditation when they launched and assisted them with that launch. And so I was like, okay, meditation. 
never had never done any mm-hmm. you know, and then that interest you know that kind of seed starts to like you know drop into your fertile ground germinate yeah this meditation thing okay i know it up here i see people talking about it there's these amazing people launching an app there's this other app you can use great and then there's 30 day challenges great give that a go didn't was not very successful mm. so it was the process of that germinating and then a point obviously it always hits you know personally there's a point at which someone you know I see this now in students but I know mm-hmm. it was for me you go it's not just you want to learn to meditate but it was the point at which I'm like there is something more to life than what I'm experiencing right now mm-hmm. there is something more how do I <laughs> that was it that was the question there's something more Hmm. and and it was even then it was fully intuitive that i was like right i must learn with a teacher Hmm. no more apps no more trying to do these challenges on my own i need to understand the mechanics of the mind of stress Mm. You know, I went and learned and have never missed a day of meditation since. And that's mm. nearly seven years ago. Yeah, twice a day. It is my bread and butter. It is the non-negotiable. It is the only thing, if, it, if anything else doesn't get done in the days I'm mm. sick, unwell, that the meditation always. But that's where, that's where that part of me started unfolding. And then from there came... Mm right you start meditating and all this stress and fatigue starts leaving your body and you're revealing all of you know the crap in order to heal you know you're just revealing it and that's how through good rest and then you start to witness a lot more your awareness as you know just Mm. and then of course you go oh what else is there and it <laughs> sounds like it's a little bit some kind of addiction but if, if you're <laughs> going to call it an addiction well it's the best kind <laughs> what else okay right and then you you start to learn about energetics and the body and then i learned mm. about reiki you know mm. emotions um uh childhood um well not that i wouldn't say i had trauma but you know um uh you know inner child work you know what does mm-hmm. that mean you know so looking at all these different avenues yeah. of, and meeting healers and going wow and then learning more about myself and why i behave you know my behaviors where they came from you know unpacking that with others and so that's when it started when i had a moment of there's something more plus i actually had what i felt was anxiety at the time i mm-hmm. had a my first was nearly six months old, but mm. yeah, the shift, the postpartum shift, and then here we are now. I'm a postpartum doula. Yeah. Um, yeah, it threw me. While I thought, you know, yes, on the outside, yeah, I looked in control, and I think we were, but it's still, it is a huge transition. Mm-hmm. More so emotionally and mentally, it was what I didn't address again. Yep physically I was doing well my body was strong I had I had birth naturally the way I wanted all of that but no one no one talked to me about you know what birth means on a spiritual and mental emotional level mm. I 
it's a it's a it is a it's a rebirth of the mother and the parents as well so going through some anxiety on that physical you know aspect that contributed but that's mm -hmm. where like right the mind we need to we need to go there and so I did. <laughs> and, and I say the reason I chose to meditate and learn to meditate then is not the reason I keep doing it today. It's very mm. different. My motivations are, and they'll keep evolving. You know, they'll mm. keep evolving and changing. I love that. What are your motivations for meditation today? You know, it's it's just being more of what I truly am, the what I truly am. I want to bring more of that to the world. So mm. for that reason, I meditate. Mm. Because when we meditate, we make contact with that beautiful part of our being. You know? And the more we do that, the more we can bring awareness to all of these, you know, our crazy 2022 and beyond life. That's just, you know, who knows what's coming? We don't know. No. Mm. Surrender, <laughs> soften, but in that softening, there's a strengthening. There's, I feel my most strong, not just physically, mental, you know, but mentally, and knowing what I am. You know, I don't need anyone else to tell me. I, I don't need any external validation. Mm. I know that, you know, I meditate also to that intuitive perception in me to keep informing me of what I need to do next and mm. that's why I became a meditation teacher I didn't never had planned that <laughs> nature moved me there you must teach others and yeah I pretty much taught women out of the nearly 90 or so students I've taught I think only two have been male maybe mm. three actually sorry three um and I feel this is, that's my path, you know, having witnessed where, you know, the, what led to, you know, I can have my opinion or belief, but, you know, my mum and what she went through and being entrapped in her body, you know, mm. like you said, this is a physical disease. I, you know, I want more women to know, you know, this innate power that they have and this ability that, you know, we have, to change the world together, you know, and shame, guilt are not part of that. Mm. <laughs> you know, and stress shouldn't be part of it, mm -hmm. you know. So this is why. So that moved me to meditation. Obviously, again, doula work. Didn't plan on doing that. It was nature going and enlivening within, within me. Oh, this is, this is where you need to go next, that, that voice, that intuitive voice that wisdom bubbling up and that's it so there i am and i've made myself available to you know those who seek out seek me out um i'll be there to help does it um yeah your relationship with nourish melbourne um like you Going along on the physical journey of physical, on the physical, on the journey of um, you know unpacking physical health and wellness, um, and then creating a community around that, um, and then it opening up your next chapter for like meditation for you, like you know it's like you create something and then it 
hold space for you to open up into something and then you obviously open deeper into that and it's like you know it's almost like the energetics of like you know you've created something but it's also like something that is not because oftentimes when in the 3d we look at the oh i created that and it's my thing <laughs> but in the energetics of things now you know especially in this conversation with the awareness that you and i carry like obviously when we create something it's it's got its own entity in many ways right it's like um i feel that with inspired evolution you know sometimes like i'll get the guest on and it'll be like whoa like that was exactly the thing that i needed to unlock the next like six months of my like journey like, what is going on you know totally wow. trips me out does that yeah, with Nourish Melbourne, your relationship with that as like kind of like you creating something, but it also creating you in the process, that ontology, like do, can you, like does that buzz you out? Is it, you know, can you tell us a little well, bit about that? It does buzz me out. My head's going, oh, yes, because <laughs> mm. as you know, being an entrepreneur and going out and going, right, I'm going to create this, you know, these things we create, they are extensions of ourselves. This is our hearts on our plate, you know, mm. work is love made visible. <laughs> Khalil Gibran. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know that one? Yeah. yeah. I just I just shared that the other day mm. on Instagram. Work is love made visible from mm. Khalil Gibran mm. in the prophet. So, you know, and with that, and as your awareness changes, yeah, so does this thing, this entity, like you said, you've birthed into the world. You know, mm-hmm. now I'm sitting here actually even just yesterday, I was like, gosh, 10 years since I, you know, left my old desk job and <laughs> just mm-hmm. started thing. I was Nourish Melbourne. Cool. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then to think today, you know, it is, you know, we are driven around, you know, this message of self-care is so important. You know, if we don't choose to care for ourselves, no one else will. And self-care mm. and what we need on any day looks different. So it's not just this one way of eating. Yeah. I'm as as I've softened, like I said, mm. you know, understanding this flow, what you need on a day, even what you eat on a day, it shouldn't yeah. be the same and so structured. Listen to your body. Mm. Get the help you need. There's so many, and this is why we share these beautiful healers or services that we we love to recommend through Nourish mm. Melbourne. You know, yeah, look after yourself. You know, but yeah, like I just said, what we need on any given day changes. Mm. Not can robots. We, can we do a neat little plug in there <laughs> for those who <laughs> need? What is Nourish Melbourne? Just really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we're a community, we've got a membership um, offering and we're a holistic health wellness community of, you know, uh, of trusted services and products that we mm-hmm. share on our website. We share wellbeing content knowledge. We've now got a podcast called The Agents of Wellness. Yeah. Um, we run beautiful events now that have started back in person that we're, mm-hmm. we're focusing more on that experiential type event, you know, gone are the mm-hmm. days of seminars because now we can do that online and share Mm. that knowledge that way but community getting together and yeah we have these wonderful local businesses in melbourne who um, are part of our community and offer you know their member rates to our members so if you're a member Mm. of nourish melbourne you 
you know, receive extra benefits when you visit these places. So, yeah, yeah we like to consider ourselves as, you know, a well-being guide, you know, to yeah. elevate your self-care and just be curious and have fun. Yeah, that's you know, the vibe I always got from it as well. It was like the... Fun oh, and sorry. enjoy. Yeah, yeah, have fun I... and enjoy. Yeah, the vibe I got from it was, it was like the good food guide for all things wellness. <laughs> you know? yes. Um, yes. And like a little yeah. bit RACV because you get your membership and your discount. Yeah. So, you know, but all, that's almost coming second rate as the more I speak to members, they enjoy being part of that community because they get, even if it's just knowing who to go to yeah, above and beyond the, yeah. the monetary discount, it's like, oh, I know I can trust. Trust. And really meet these people and see that they align with what we're sharing because if it doesn't work then like any relationship you know it's it's not going to be nourished and well fed so we we make sure we align with everyone and, and we would 100% recommend you know there's the and again you know there's I want to ask this question in terms of masculine and feminine knowing that you know not necessarily masculine means male and feminine means female, but the masculine and the man and the feminine in the current world that we live in, you know, driven by what I perceive, and this may just be my humble witnessing um, of more of a masculine world where we're so caught up in the doing of things, you know, we're going to do this and going to do that and going to do this. Um, you know, especially the type of meditation that you invite us into what nourish Melbourne invites us into this, more feminine way of being mm. you know to be um can you unpack sort of you know i well before i even ask my question i sort of you know one of the observations i see even in you know even women becoming more empowered these days in many ways i see women sort of falling into okay now i've got to do like men did like men do you know? <laughs> and like sort of chasing into that male archetype into the doingness um, you know, can you explain your relationship? Like you described meditation and, you know, how it's inviting you to be even more parts of you. Um, can you like, you know, help us sort of navigate how important that being aspect is and what your vision for being is, what your vision for women is like, what is your relationship with being and what's possible for, yeah, the, the sort of shift and transition that I think we're going through right now as well is to bring more of that balance between doing and being. Um, yeah, is that, what is your awareness and what is your thoughts on that? Yeah, being for me, you know, is the truest part of what we are. And it's my belief that every single human being, it's not here by accident. We are here to do amazing things in many various ways. Success to one person compared to another can be very different. But this is why it's important to be more established in our being because you know, nature's intelligence brought us here and they want, you know, nature's intelligence wants us to have the best possible experience of life. Suffering shouldn't be even part of our vocabulary. You know, suffering is what I feel again, what, what I watched more so my mother than father, but go through, you know, um, suffering is an ignoring of what we truly are. Mm. And the way we ignore is through 
you know, this, these addictions to external things like incessant doing. Yeah, I've got to look a certain way. I've got to do all these things. I've got to have a child and be back working in three months and whatever and, like, start three businesses and da-da-da-da-da. Let's just, like, call bullshit on all of that because we can see where that's going and especially women but, you know, human beings are the most stressed out they've ever been because of those demands and you know what those demands come from the outside you know there's nothing inside that actually makes you stressed and you know so far from what you actually are you know this you know everything that well what I should say is that it's you know what's on our state of nervous system is the way we you know react to those demands but because there are so many demands like those demands to especially for women you know looking a certain way doing it all (laughs) i say in quote marks because what is doing it all Mm. um there's such demand and with that you know inability to properly rest you know there's there's a reaction in the nervous system and this is this is where we you know those biological fear impulses of our body take over and this is not what we need in the world right now. You mm. know, we need more people, whether you are, if we're going to talk, you know, <laughs> genders, whatever you are, all human beings, you know, need to find a way to eliminate this stress and fatigue from their body because it's impacting and getting in the way of what you truly are. So this is what being is, you know, it's making space in your day to make contact with that so that we can bring more of that into the world because this is what we're here for. We're not like, you know, I think we spoke about, I can't remember if we were recording or not, but, you know, Mm -hmm. is it, do we just grow up, go to school, university, get this Mm -hmm. job, work like a, you know, robot, right go in monday friday work nine to five six to six whatever it is go home for a little bit on the weekend and then do it all again and then when you retire you know you've got your walking stick or whatever it is however old you are and then oh now you can travel the world and (laughs) you can't do that well who said who made that up actually who who even made that up yeah Again, this is someone's idea of how, someone else's idea of how we should live. No. (laughs) How about we get to know ourselves a bit more, who we really are, what lights us up, and start doing more of that. Mm. So for anyone listening and watching, it's even if you are in that, you say, well, I've got to work to make this money to pay for my mortgage, and yeah, I get that. But it doesn't mean you can't start being Mm. that which you wish to cultivate wish to cultivate you know whether that's in your weekends you start creating and doing more of that um Mm. or you know learning signing up for a course that is aligned with what you want to do so that's for me being you know it's it also it does kind of lend itself to doing as well but what ends up happening is you're you're doing in a much more effortless and seamless manner. flow flow yeah. and 
yeah, what you do and where you place your attention on is so, so sacred and special and no time is wasted. We're not mm. doing just to show, you know, and it comes from the inside. Yeah. It's mm. not, I've got to look like I'm doing all these things. It's, mm. you know, and this is why I look at my life now. I'm like, geez, okay. I've got meditation teaching, um, mm. nourish Melbourne, um, mm. being, you know, being open to helping postpartum mothers. Mm. Gosh, it's a lot. And being a mother myself and, mm. you know, you know, you lay it's a right? full-time thing oh, in its own. bro. <laughs> That's a lot. And then you yeah. meet people with various awareness levels and go, oh, wow, geez, you've got your finger in a lot of pies. Yeah, maybe mm. it looks like that, but I purely go to where my heart has led me. And that's through bringing that awareness to my being. Mm. So I don't ever feel like I work. <laughs> mm. I am being even when I am doing. But in a way, we're doing less and achieving more. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. I um, yeah. Trippy next question. Hopefully, uh, you're okay with me asking it. From the outside looking in and listening to that response, I get the impression that your mission <laughs> is to like down-regulate all of our stress levels. <laughs> yes. And then from that coherence, we can all just ripple into greater peace. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> that's my that's my little <laughs> awareness uh, yeah. that, like, that just boop, went on. But um, the question, rather than my little <laughs> amateur remarks, <laughs> part of that <laughs> is, uh, is actually, I'm going to ask it this way, is what is your prayer for, for womankind? just love yourself so the next generation can love themselves more whatever you're doing now is your legacy for the generation to come in the western world we don't really tend to think like that we tend to think now Mm. but know that everything you're doing is your kind of vote in the way you wish to see the world when your body is no longer here. But if you've got children, or even if you don't, because all children are the world's children, so whether you've given birth or parent them yourself, doesn't matter. But everything you do, you know, love yourself so that they too will love themselves. Because someone who truly understands what self-love is, how can they ever be you know, depressed anxious sad worried fearful all these things that are just rampant now and all the things that stop us from being what we truly are just know you. you're worthy of <laughs> you are mm. worthy of the best and mm. And I will, maybe I can find the quote while I'm talking to you on Mm. my phone. I think I've saved it on my Mm. notes. Let me see if it is there. I hope Mm. it is. Mm. Otherwise, it might be something to add to your, um, no, I do. I have saved it because I come to this bit. Mm -hmm. It's a quote from Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. Now, Mm. for those who don't know Maharishi, the word Maharishi, Maha means great. From Mm. This is a Sanskrit language. 
my personal practice is in Vedic meditation. So I love the, the Vedic culture and um, knowledge and wisdom. Rishi, seer, no great seer. Mm. Maharishi Mahesh Yogi was made famous as teacher of the Beatles. Mm -hmm. uh, and he, you might, you know, listeners might, you know, know that the Beatles spent some time in India in the ashram. Yes, and that's where I know him from. Their, yes, mm. one of their albums, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi was their guru, their teacher. Mm -hmm. And he was also responsible for bringing meditation, this type of transcending meditation to the West. To the West, yeah. But this quote, I, one of my favourites, so I'm going to read it because it echoes what I've just said. Mm. Never be afraid to expect the best. Never feel you are unworthy or not justified in having the best. I tell you, this is your heritage, but you have to claim it. You have to accept it and expect it. To do so is not demanding too much. You have to claim it. Don't sit back and wait for this to fall in your lap. Go out there and know that you expect a life that is full of joy. And even, you know, things will happen. I've witnessed both my parents pass from this life. They're no longer here. But with awareness, even when stuff like that happens, you know, we trust in the process and then know even more why we're here. And what is my role now? Mm. You know, I know it was no accident because my mum was 41 and thought she was halfway through menopause or perimenopausal when she had mm. me and she had a 15-year-old and 17-year-old. I know I'm no accident. You know, people go, oh, wow, you have an older brother and a sister. And then mm. <laughs> you came along. I know what I'm here to do. Mm. And my wish is that more people will go and find that. Yeah. yeah. I love that. You know that they, they, they should accept that they are worthy of having the best. Mm. Mm. I'm going to take a leap of faith and trust that it's okay for me to ask this from a very privileged place where touch wood, both of my parents are still alive. Um, what did you see transition within yourself largely when your, when both of your parents passed on, like the shifts that happened within you? Um, yeah. What, um, and yeah, I don't even know how to ask the question because I'm so privileged touch wood at this particular point in my life. Yeah. 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 Um, I think when my, so my dad passed five years ago, uh, I think it's interesting also with, not like you can compare father to mother, but obviously there's a relationship with father, one with mother. And because when I guess my dad passed, my mum was still here and you know, personally, it was, you know, just a time to know that, you know, what I'm doing, well, he didn't really understand what I was doing at the time, you know, with his concept of, he's like, oh, no, yeah, like, like, you nutritionist or something? Like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, this old school Greek parents, right? Like, no, no, we're, you know, we're sharing all this knowledge to help others, you know, live well. And 
um, but in terms of my, I guess, because my awareness was very, very different between my dad passing and my mom, which was um, actually almost a year to the day mm. coming up. Um, you know, but when my mother passed, that's where it's almost like this, it was like a package of grief arrived because mm. it was, you no longer have either you, your parents, both, both parents. Yeah. Mm. There's no one, it's like, this is you now and you have your kids and it's like, right, mm. you're like next in this, <laughs> yeah. you know, picking order that, you know, it's just this cycle, right? You go, mm. wow, gosh, now literally I, I don't have either parent here. Mm. And with my mum, because it was that what happened was I feel like and it's still coming out. It's, it's a lot of sadness because watching the way that, you know, my dad's illness developed compared to my mum's where it was, you know, having to watch her be um, almost wheelchair bound for the last eight years and then in a bed for the last year. Um that was very sad, you know, and it just kept reminding me. And, you know, when she passed, not only did my appreciation of, you know, witnessing death, because I did, you know, with my father we didn't, but with my mother we were there mm. when she passed. And it's, it's very sacred. I almost feel very grateful that we were there um with her mm. you know and it just it what what happened is you just get an your appreciation of waking up every day and you know going to swim in the ocean or sitting in the sun on a beautiful day it just goes to the next level you know your appreciation for what you know, is here right now, and all those still. Yeah, you know, I don't. I can't sit here and say I have no worries. These little things pop into your head, like oh, about that, that, but they don't consume me. They don't take up much mm. of my time. And so, when you have witnessed that, and, and you know, you've literally seen death happen. Mm. And again, in the West, another thing we're not comfortable with is death. But to know this is yeah. such an important part mm. of life, mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's so important. Um, and, you know, our children need to see it more. Yeah. You know, that's why I took my children there to see her. And, yeah, it can be, they even used to find it confronting when, you know, just going, because my mum was in an aged care home for the last eight years and, yeah, they find it like, oh, it's a little bit uncomfortable. Like they don't know what's going on. Mm. Again, you know, children need to know, you know and be more exposed to death, you know, mm. to see that whenever it is end of life for someone and understand that this is part of living, you know, to not run away from it. Mm -hmm. um, and we recently did the same with um, visiting my husband's grandmother when she was in her last few days and the kids were there and it's funny kids will often just be their usual self 
right? Because they don't have these, they haven't yet grown Baggage, up. Baggage, yeah. External, like, stories. Is about death and okay we know she's this 90 year old woman's about to pass but they're just being their self around her you know being yeah. happy and yeah and just to know that they were there and this is this makes also that time for anyone you know passing on a little bit more comfortable I think but yeah we need to us here living right now need to get more comfortable with that Mm. Thank you so much for answering the question, and uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah. I, um, from death to birth, um, you mentioned earlier that you know when the babies are born, <laughs> it's like a new rebirth for the parents as well. <laughs> I found myself saying that at some point because <laughs> I couldn't recognize myself. <laughs> <laughs> Still can't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about what you mean by that, please? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Especially, you know, I speak to, let's start with mother, but I say when a baby is born, so too is a mother. But I believe the father is too. But what happens is the relationship dynamics do change. But and you'll often notice, and I'm sure you experience this, is that the relationship strengthens something that in a way that you can't describe to someone else. Mm. But yes, everything, every way of being <laughs> that preceded that point to up until that child being born into the world, you can't imagine what life was like, right, before having your child mm. now they're here and you go what what was my day like when i didn't <laughs> have children i had so much more spare time not really but this is what i mean <laughs> you think what did i used to do yeah mm. god how did i how was i not more productive yeah but yeah when a child is born so too is a mother so too is a father obviously mm. but every part of you know, what we've known ourselves to be in a, in a very quick moment is transformed. It's almost, you know, a death in a, in a way mm. of that old self. And there's a complete new being here. And now, as you know, when a baby is born, now let's look at the baby. Now they're dependent on us. 24 7 mm. milk 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 change milk 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 bath they are mm. held that there is they are taking so much of the soma mm. from us but you think if we're being born as well who's looking after us mm. who's taking care of our well-being who is checking in on us who is coming to make sure we know that we're okay and we're doing well. Who's feeding us? You know, we need to ask these questions because there's so much focus on up until birth and all the crap that you need. And really, you don't need anything mm. except for the mother's boobs, really. Mm. <laughs> and or whatever, you know, the other feeding option is. But that's it, right? There's, mm. 
There's so much out there. And this is what, this is where you see this now, where we're going technologically and with, you know, our, you know, new creations. You need this, you need that. And every year I see so many new things, even if I didn't know. <laughs> you know hilarious. Like, you think, wow, what are they going to make next? You can yeah. now breast pump while you're at the footy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, that's just. <laughs> what what on earth you like, mm. hang on let's just scale it back a bit mm. and come back to yeah baby's being born and yes the baby's being cared for baby yep and this is why doulas now and such or well, much higher demand because like i said of those demands on women and new mothers to be a certain way and mm. get to the other side where that baby's born and it's it can be really rough, mm -hmm. be a rough transition. Now, first and foremost to that, I say, if anyone, you know, please learn a way to, you know, um, just get your nervous system into that rest and digest phase more and more in whatever way suits you mm. before having a baby because that will be, that's the first point of, you know, it's just that planning, like you say, prevention is, you know, we let's build and lay the fertile ground so that we have strong foundations so that when times are tough, when we're sleep deprived and, you know, that, um, you know, we, we have this extra little bit of resilience. Mm. Um, and yeah, and, but really, like I said, then we have parents, but Who's looking after them? Mm. And, you know, they say, there's a saying, I'll just say, mention this, that the first 40 days yeah. will determine the next 40 years of a woman's life, especially in terms of their well-being and how well they are nourished and cared for after baby is born. Yeah. Yeah, there's <laughs> It really does. So it's not just an investment on, you know, oh, okay, it's nice to get someone in and care for you for a few weeks or whatever. Mm -hmm. That point will translate to how that mother not only relates with child but to herself, mm -hmm. her well-being for many, many years to come. Yeah, and I find um, at the risk of sounding like a victim, um, I find myself saying that the nuclear family setup that we've got, when the age-old saying goes, it takes a village to raise a child, and I look at our living compartmentalised into these boxes um, with, yeah, like my heritage being Indian, we live with at least three, even now, like there's three tiers of family that live in the same, so grandparents live with the parents, they live with all the children, which is amazing fun, by the way, because you've got grandparents and you've got, they have, like, massive families. My mum's one of eight, yeah, so they got, like, at least three oh. brothers. Touchwood, like, unfortunately, one passed away. Now I had two kids. You're growing up around six kids of the ages, like, every yeah. like half a cricket team <laughs> hanging out with you, do you know what I mean? Like, you go with the neighbours, you guys can play a game, <laughs> you know, with the guys yeah. across the street. So that to sort of say I find myself harbouring the awareness that, trying to and we come back to that being versus doing trying to do it all 
yeah. as you know a male and a female with and it's like this little and I don't want to call it a big T trauma but it's a little T trauma it's kind of and again at the risk of sound I feel like it's got these little T traumas it's like I need like I need to go out for a night to just spend like connect with my wife you know it's like yes what can like uh, there's, yeah, there's my village to... like where's yeah. just someone like it's I just hard. need two hours like you know yeah. and it's this really interesting journey because then you start looking at yourself. Okay. So what's been birthed along, you know, with the baby and say, Oh, your responsibilities and, you know, like, and then where do you find yourself in and around all of that? You know, it's this really epic journey. Um, One of my questions, which I had to ask you today um, was, do you feel like going into parenting conscious is potentially harder in some ways than it is to go into parenting unconscious and I know unconscious sounds a bit loaded but um yeah maybe you get the drift of my question yeah I don't know I wouldn't say it's harder (laughs) but you did pause to think which gave me a lot in itself no I don't think it's harder because yeah because I I can compare my first time I wasn't Mm. a meditator I hadn't I didn't have that part of my life again just going through like I just followed what others did oh mm. yep that's how you give birth who you choose what you buy you have all these types of celebrations like baby showers and that where mm. you just sit in open presence for an hour in front of other people like how like I look back on that now how weird is that <laughs> how weird is that <laughs> like but at the time because I was that, let's let's just say, very different, not unaware and not mm. unconscious, but not aware to the degree I am now. Mm. But being aware, it's like you have your cycle of being able to digest all the demands and whatever's going on. It's very quick, you know, like I didn't realise that really in my first birth, I did have what, you know, because of what I realised was kind of birth trauma even though I, on paper, it was natural and, you know, I didn't want drugs, didn't have them, great. But the way it played out and the scenario, I was like, oh, I wasn't empowered in that. But I didn't realise because I was not conscious at mm. the time. It, to me, it was, oh, okay, I had a natural birth on paper. Um, but, and then a year, a year and a half, again, I had started meditating and then I go, oh, okay maybe this is actually that experience is still in my body so as that awareness is growing getting more conscious and aware you go, oh well I know I need to clear this before I have another child mm. so I wouldn't say yeah you can say it's I wouldn't say harder but you because you're more aware you will um make more I guess, decisions to support the best experience possible. Whereas mm. in the unconscious, I'll say unconscious, but not so aware state, mm. you just go through, you know, kind of, you know, the, the process like everyone seems to. And while, yeah, you don't know what you haven't been able to access, um, it makes it harder later on. Mm. You know? Makes it harder later on in a more destructive way, not in the way that I say, okay, I started meditating then realize, oh, okay, 
that wasn't such a great experience actually mm. that wasn't a destructive point in my life but when I say we're unaware this is when we go through to then our midlife and whatnot and yeah especially for women you know we go through menopause and that's where this is where that time of your life can you know make itself known you know that's where that rocky road of that time of life in a woman's life can be very uncomfortable you know when it should be smooth and seamless um so yeah I wouldn't say harder but it's more that you know your knowledge you know gives you this scope to choose mm. I love that and uh, yeah totally agree some part of me is aware that yeah I when I say harder for me I found that I'm aware of certain things and especially the, the mirroring and the modeling it's like the self-awareness and going this little dude's not going to do anything I say he's just going to do what I do <laughs> and that piece is like yeah and I'm a total monkey right so I'm then going do I want another monkey around <laughs> It's like, yeah. holy cow, what are we going and to again, do here? <laughs> isn't this an example of why? Why? You know what? They don't learn by, you know, it's if we're in our being and then mm. obviously what's coming through that is what we're doing, what mm. where we choose to place our attention. That is what the child is watching and absor absorbing, right? That's why it's important. Yeah. And it mm. gives a whole other layer of, yeah, impetus to, air quotes, do the work, I find, um, because you realise that that's what you're cultivating um, in, yeah, in what's next in, in life, in the next generation. And you realise that, yeah, you are, I found the awareness of like, oh, like, you know, need a better way to say this, but the world's not mine, you know. It's like, yes, totally, like, you know, she's my Mother Earth. Um, but at the same time, it's like actually... I'm just custodian shipping for the next generation, you know, um, and they're inheriting this. And then, you know, our responsibility as kind of elders in some ways is to, yeah, you know, hopefully cultivate a relationship where, you know, they are aware and, you know, they can model, you know, like love. And I think it comes full circle to what you described before as your prayer for, yeah, self-love for, for mothers. And I remember as you were sharing, one of the things that was, um, yeah just really um echoing for me was even just witnessing like a woman's body and just like when she is loving herself and just kind of what that seed um is growing in you know that yeah. and it's such a miracle man like oh, bodies like blow what? your mind it's, oh, right. it's not even it's beyond the mind like, oh, I, just, well, yeah, I watched beyond. my wife give birth and was just like oh. Yeah, that's it. I'm done. I just don't know how I can function anymore. Yeah, right? It's, and, and this is why it's oh, it's such a pleasure to be around that new life now. And you, yeah, it's, you know, and, and it is my plan to eventually, you know, be part of births and endure in that way, you know, when my children are older. Because, yeah, that is, that's a, yeah it's transformational cosmic <laughs> i don't know just everything you know think of all the most cosmic words you can that's what it is it's yeah it's a miracle the and that's they're the moments we go wow look what we are capable of you know create life like that like 
and women birth into, you know, it's just phenomenal. Mm. And why can't we just believe and know that um, every day of our life, you know? That's one of the life's biggest reminders, you know, it's there every day. Babies are being born. <laughs> new life, new life, new life. I remember asking a really one very dear friend of mine, Amal, and uh, I have some trippy questions, as you've already noticed in this podcast. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, um, I remember turning around to her and going, hey, man, how come men don't give birth? <laughs> And she, she straight up, she didn't even like hesitate. Like it was like, she was like waiting for someone to ask her this question her whole life, right? And she was just like, you're not strong enough. <laughs> and I looked at her and the conviction in her eyes and I was like, but, but I'm, a, I'm, a man, I'm a man. And then I watched my oh, that's wife so funny. give birth. I watched my wife give birth and I was like, oh snap like we whoa like there is nothing more humbling as a man than um yeah actually watching your wife give birth especially i think because men we're so disconnected from rites of passage in our current current world that we live in um we we just we just don't have one like on my 18th i got shit-faced my 21st i got absolutely shit-faced and yep. I'm using that word intentionally. I know it's going to trigger Again, some people shit faced, but that's literally decided, what I did. That I just yeah, like, decided that was the way we should do it. And then it became the beat your liver up and you become a man. What? Yeah. Like that's got, and then you watch my, like you watch a woman give birth and, you know, potentially, and you know, I, you know, in certain age and era, men weren't allowed near the women when they were birthing. It was a sacred thing for women, but some part of me is grateful that I was so allowed to be part of that process because i it was my first hand experience of a rite of passage if yes. there ever was one and i realized you haven't you haven't been through anything like that bro like you just you haven't and i'm grateful that society has provided creature comforts and convenience to such a degree that we can thrive in such a way you know but yeah there is something to be said for the wisdom that you know my wife now carries like you said it was like instantaneous the shift that she went through one second she was a girl the next minute she was a woman that's it yeah it's a it's a transformation into a new yeah rite of passage as a woman into mother Mm. gone from maiden to mother Mm. in a flash whereas the others can be the other stages i guess in a woman's life can be in terms of length of time, a bit longer mm. over years. Um, but, yeah, that point of birth, that's that's the fastest one and it's the most powerful and it's, yeah, for that reason, you know. Um, and that's why it is such a, you know, you often, even as women, you think, well, hang on, if we're made to have babies and then why can it be, you know, on a physical level? It's, it is one of the hardest things I've done but the most every woman will say the most rewarding, mm. you know, the most empowering, the most fuel giving, you know, this is what then will, you know, give you in, and inform you as a mother for the rest of, you know, you have to go through that experience to understand, you know, this transformation in your life. And now that you are mother, you know, and that's why it's such a feat, you know, it's not just, 
you know, I don't know, <laughs> squat down for a minute and make <laughs> pops out easily. It just doesn't work like that. You know? No, it definitely does not. <laughs> requires inward focus it requires that trust in body you know all these things that then we will carry on you know and yeah you know and actually when you talk about hope you know and wishes for the world that yeah more more ritual you know now that I again I look back and go wow I had to go through going through um um getting my period as a 12 11 year old with you know no one really available my mum never wanted to talk about it it mm. was just almost like I hit it and just dealt with it mm. I mean, how again you know for mm. women listening have a think like what was your experience like and you'll see that how that has translated into some ways of being emotionally and, and how you feel in your body so I now know we have this awareness because we're here to evolve mm. and do things better than, you know, mm. we always bless and thank our parents for this life. Mm. But this is what we're here for. So now I've got a daughter, I'm like, mm. right, you know, she under watches me like, yes, this is something that happens to us once a month. And it's not going to be something that, you know, you'll have to run and hide from and be, you mm. know, afraid of sharing with me because we will have that relationship before that time comes and there will be ritual and that will be celebrated you know and in the same way I hope for my son that he is yeah um there are far less you know like you say 18th 21st all of that that it's just about yeah drinking yourself to oblivion and mm. not really even remembering it so yeah with awareness becomes, you know, life becomes more of a ritual in every way. Mm. <sighs> Natasha, I feel like I've I just scratched the surface. <laughs> you know, there is the meditation and the Vedic science that informs you. There's, you know, there's Nourish Melbourne and everything you're doing with community and bringing so much to the fore. There's, you know, the the Reiki and then there's, you know, the, um, yeah, just the postpartum dualing and birthing and just, you know, the, the sacred women's work that you're doing as well. And, man, I just, my intention has been to sort of, yeah, just at least for people to connect with your being, um, the essence of sort of, you know, the wise woman, um that is in there that is you know cultivating for, and creating from a place of being and uh yeah this conversation has meant really a lot to me so thank you so much wow. for doing this with us thank you Amrit. that's yeah that means a lot to me too thank you mm. for those tuning in i'm going to put in the links to the show notes to uh the podcast that natasha's hosting and also to nourish melbourne if you guys are here at local to melbourne please do go check it out um and then also please do check out our website as well there's these links uh for meditation which yeah the essence of being right um a whole new way of meditating to being rather than doing a massive invitation to you all and uh, yeah natasha on behalf of myself the inspired evolution audience and tribe Wishing you all the best. Thank you, Amrit, and you too. Thank you so much for tuning in to this amazing episode of the Inspired Evolution. Without you, the Inspired Evolution tribe, this podcast would not be what it is today. Thank you so much for your love and your support. Thank you so much for being so inspired to evolve. It's truly inspiring.
If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the Inspired Evolution on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution's video podcast. We release inspiring conversations such as this every week, along with guided meditations and empowering insights all designed to help you grow and evolve. Honestly, your subscription on YouTube to the channel helps us out a great deal. And one of the other benefits, if you're having any insights or shifts from these episodes that you want to chat about, or if you'd like to leave myself or the guest a message, please do so in the comments on YouTube. I truly look forward to hearing from you. And as always, Tribe, remember to stay inspired and keep evolving. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.